Romans chapter 5. If you could stand, please stand. If not, stay where you are. Romans chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 17. Now I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, For if because of one man's trespasses, his lapse, his offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, his unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, speaking about God, reign as kings in life through one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed king. You can be seated. You're probably wondering, what does this have to do with Christmas? <laughs> this is not a Christmas sermon. We're going to get there. But before we get there, we have to build a foundation upon which we can relate this quote-unquote day to. Because my brothers, my sisters, Jesus being born was more than just to be your savior. Jesus being born was to transform you into the image and likeness that you were once created into. So what Jesus does as his birth, as his maturing process, as he grows, he sets the standard for life. He sets the standard for ministry. He sets the standard for family. He sets the standard for relationships. The birth of Jesus. But if we don't understand that, if we can't grasp that, if we can't get the true ability of why Jesus had to be born, then we won't appreciate it. We will not value that which we don't understand. You will not value that which you do not understand. So while people get caught up in, on the day and people get caught up on the color God is more concerned with what you are doing with what you know. Because the fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, we're all going to be held accountable to the degree of what we know. So if you know what is right, if you know what is pure, if you know what is loving, we have to live from that place every single day. So when we talk about this, this gift of righteousness... Righteousness is a gift more valuable than the gifts that are under a tree. Because we see this season as, as being able to receive a gift. Or some may see it as being able to be a blessing to someone else. I heard one pastor say, you know, if you ain't give me no gifts all year long, don't give me nothing on Christmas. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. 
But if you are in tune with what the spirit is doing day by day, it's going to transform your nature to give. Whether it's December 25th, January 5th, or whatever day of the week it is. Because the nature of the one who we celebrate is to give. So when we see these, these gifts under the tree, we don't have to focus on the gifts, but we know we have the gift of righteousness. We know we have the gift of salvation. And see what happens is, you know, when we see these natural gifts, you see Walmart and you see Best Buy and you see Amazon and eBay. These stores skyrocket, lines all around the corner. But see, the gift of righteousness, the gift of salvation is a free gift. And here's the kicker. Salvation is free, but it costs you everything. Amen. The kingdom of God is free, but it costs you your life. Everything about your life has a value. But if you don't understand the value that is attached to your life, you abuse it. If we don't understand the value of righteousness, the value of grace, the value of our new identity in Christ, then we'll abuse it. We will abuse it. So the purpose of being up here week after week, the purpose of Wednesday night Bible studies, the purpose of you reading your Bible in the secret place, praying, is so that you can become equipped you can become built up to carry on with the ministry that the Father has given to you. See, everybody, people say, well, I'm not, I'm not in full-time ministry. I'm not, I'm in part-time ministry. No, the day you got born again, you got born into full-time ministry. Because ministry simply means to serve. In the original way it's written out, it actually means to wait tables. So as a minister, you are a servant. So every person who now becomes born again now becomes a servant, now becomes a minister. Now what we do is now we refine these gifts that we have. We come to church to be built up. We come to church to be equipped. We come to church to fellowship so that we can sharpen one another. So that these gifts that each and every single person has can be a blessing, not just to them, but to the body of Christ as a whole. And once we're a blessing to the body of Christ, we're then a blessing to the world. Amen? Amen. So we focus on these gifts under the tree. So let's talk about this tree. Should I put up the tree or should I not put up the tree? See, we make, <laughs> we make minor things major. What the Father is requiring for you to do is to walk upright before him and focus on his kingdom. Everything apart from focusing on the kingdom is going to lead you down another path. Everything. I guarantee you. It may not look like it when you first start, but you take a turn away from the kingdom and search for something else, you're going to be led astray you're going to be led astray. 
So when we make this deal about the tree, when we make this deal about no trees, we have to be mindful of what tree we are actually eating from. Because let's go here. Proverbs chapter 15. Because I don't want y'all to think I'm making this up on my own. Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15, it says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perseverance therein is a breach in the spirit. The Amplified says, A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life, but willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. So while we're focusing on a physical tree, the father wants us to focus on the tree of life. When you eat from the tree of life, it's going to produce fruit into your life. Every single tree is grown from a seed. So the seed that God has given to humanity, Jesus Christ being born, now is the fruit of the seed that the father has sown. So when we talk about this, this, this tree of life, we have to eat from the same plate that Jesus is eating from. We have to drink from the same cup that Jesus is drinking from. And he lets you know that this, this wholesome tongue, this healed tongue is a tree of life but he says, contraries break down the spirit. So while your tongue, while your words were given to you so that you can speak life, so that life can be produced from your speech, if you speak in the wrong manner, it's going to break your life down. It's going to tear your life down. See, I'm telling you, this is, this is more than just a, a Christmas message. This is more than just a one day message. But I believe every time that someone speaks in reference to a congregation, it should always impart love. It should always impart truth. And it should always impart the transformation that the Father has given for each and every single one of us. So if I'm up here and what I'm speaking is not transforming your life, I have to check, what am I speaking for? What am I speaking from? Because it is impossible for you to receive the word of the Lord and not be transformed by it. We say we want revelation. We need more revelation. But think about this. The word revelation is two words, reveal and action. So revelation simply is the revealing of an action. So when the father gives you revelation, is always so that you can act upon it. The reason why we may not be receiving or experiencing the revelation that the Father wants to give us is because we have not acted to the revelation that he has given to us prior. 
So when we think about that in the bigger sense of the picture, when we think about that in reference to a holiday season, what are we doing with the seeds that we have been sowing? Are we watering those seeds? Are we make, being an example to those who are in our life that we can be a blessing to? It's more than just a gift. It's more than just a, a box of chocolate. It's more than just a tree with some lights on it. And let's talk about that. We put lights on a tree, but the Father says we are the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. And I like the lights. I like I like them when they are the, the different colors are glowing and all that. But I like being the light of the world more. I like having the ability to, when I walk into a place, the atmosphere changes because I'm there. The same way with each and every single one of you. If the Father has called you to be the light of the world, then your light is to shine everywhere you go. And no, this light ain't little no more. That little light of yours is not little anymore. That little light of yours is the light of the world. And that light cannot be hidden. So why did Jesus come? Jesus, you can go through your Bible and you can find a thousand reasons for why Jesus, why this Messiah, why this anointed king came. But what I see is that one of the reasons, I got three reasons for you today. You can grasp this. The first reason why Jesus came was to restore the image of God back to mankind. So while this holiday season, we eat our food, unwrap our gifts, unwrap our presents, we give them whatever may be the case. Don't lose sight of the reason why we celebrate is to restore the image and likeness of God. Because to lose sight of that is to lose sight of why we are actually here in our relationship with Christ, in this building, in this fellowship, at this specific time. Because the image of God is the most important thing about your life. Until you discover the image of God, until you receive the revelation that you were created in the image and likeness of God, your life will not change. Your life cannot change apart from you understanding who the Father created you to be in your original sense. So you were created for dominion. We talked about it in, in Bible study. You were created for authority. You were created to rule. You were created to reign. You weren't created to have people dominate you. The Father has graced you, which simply means he has given you the ability to live the same way Jesus lived. <laughs> so this season, we celebrate our King. We don't celebrate commercialism. We don't celebrate capitalism. We celebrate our king. And when you have the understanding and when you have the knowledge of this season is the season of the king, you won't allow it to be a stumbling block over should I take that gift underneath that tree? Should I go into that house they got a tree lit? No, you walk in there, you light that house up more than every light on that Christmas tree. Because that's who the Father created you to be. 
in Jesus, there is no darkness. If Jesus, oh man, if Jesus is in you, what's going on? We're listening to another voice that the Father is not speaking to us through. So we have to be mindful when those feelings come up, when those emotions come up, especially around this time of the year. If the Father is not giving you those emotions, if Jesus is not thinking that way, then that's someone else putting these emotions on you of sadness. Someone else putting these emotions on you of looking in your past. You heard me say before, your past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. Your past is a place of reference, never to be a place of residence. Your past should never define you because the Father has redeemed you from your past, created you to be a new person in Christ Jesus, and now that image now lives while you're here listening to this this morning. That's why you are here. So he he, he restores this, this image of God. Every single person is looking for an image. And I got half my body tattooed up because I was looking for an image. People pop the bottle, pop the pills, light up the blunts because they are looking for an image. They're looking for a feeling because in an image is the nature of a thing. In an image is the character of a thing. Amen? Yeah. I mean, y'all can talk to me. This, we, 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 we conversing this morning. This is this not a, a one-way conversation. So he restores his image. The second thing he does, 1 John 3, 8, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So wherever the devil is working at, Jesus was created to destroy that area. So if the devil is working in your mind, bring Jesus into your mind. Yes. If the devil is working in your finances, bring Jesus into your finances. If the devil is working in your family, in your relationships, then you have to bring the king into that relationship, whatever it may be. Amen. Because he came to destroy the works of the devil. The patterns, the philosophies, the attitudes, the actions that Satan has caused upon humanity, he came to destroy that. So if we celebrate Christ being born, but not celebrating the purpose upon why he was born, then we lose sight of the original value of why he came. And as he came, he transformed us by the word of God. But the only part of the word of God that will work for you is the part you work for. That's the only part that's going to work. That's the only part that is going to produce value in your life. I don't know who I was telling to, but I was telling somebody. The kingdom of God works for those who work for the king. The kingdom of God will always work for those who work for the king. So if we want to see the kingdom in a greater measure, we got to work for the king. We got to go to work because the Father has created us for good works the same way Jesus Christ was. Yes. 
So Jesus was born because he is the image, the visible image of the Father. So if we want to know what God is like, we got to look at Jesus. So we celebrate this season for the birthing of the kingdom. The birthing of the kingdom that was prepared before the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of the world, that was talked about in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the kingdom of God concealed, but the New Testament is the kingdom of God revealed. And that kingdom is revealed through a person. And his name is Jesus. So we celebrate this season. We sing joy to the world. The world should be in joy because you're here. The world should experience joy because you're with me. When you're with a sinner, two things are going to happen. They're going to be convicted by their nature, or they're going to have that desire to be transformed by the nature that he created you into not really no middle ground there because when we look at Jesus hallelujah the sinners were attracted to him there was something about him that they didn't get in the religious leaders of his day something about him something about that name Jesus so we came to destroy the works of the devil third thing he came to give us abundant life, a life of abundance, actually more abundant. So if you can wrap your mind around abundant life, Jesus comes to give you more of that, more abundant. And in that abundant life, he creates you to be a new creature. Because the new you is the true you. The true man is the new man. And that can only come through that abundant life that the Father has graced Jesus to give to you. So when we think about abundant life, abundant means there's an overflow. What's overflowing from you? What's coming out of you naturally? Thank you for your questions and those who didn't get the opportunity to write down the questions about some things that you want to learn or some things you want more understanding of write them down we'll have more paper at the end of the service for those who didn't get the opportunity to but as I was going over these questions and you know preparing different modules what I see was a lot of the things that you guys asked for we have spoken about or we've taught already so when you come consistently, when you start to really receive the opportunity that we're here on Sundays and Wednesday nights, those answers to those questions, they'll be given. So when we think about that, the Father has given to each and every single one of us a purpose. The same way Jesus was born with a purpose. The same way we celebrate the season because of a purpose. So it's not about the date. It's about the day. Not December 25th. It's about the day. And that day is in direct correlation to your new birth. Because the day you got born again, your life changed. 
the day you got born again, eternity was shaped. So when a person gets born again, it's more than just having them repeat a prayer. That's just a wedding. But a transformed life, a converted life, that's the marriage. I hope you catch that. So we celebrate this breaking into eternity. We celebrate this day where the Father has called us into a new life. That's why Jesus was born. To give you a new life. To take away all your pain. To take away all your hurt. Take away all your shame. To take away the ignorance. To take away the lack. To take away that depression. All the enemy working on you. Working on your mind. Working on your attitudes. Jesus was born to take away all of that. Today. So when we think about that, it gives us a greater respect and a greater value. And not allow this physical day to be a stumbling block to us. Because people are going to do what they know what is right to do. Whether that may be correct or maybe, maybe that people wrong. So you can't hold someone accountable to ignorance. Hold them accountable to truth. And it is the truth that's going to set them free. Twenty sixteen, the Lord so the Lord told me twenty sixteen is was the year of growth. The year twenty sixteen was a year of growth, year of development. That there was some trials, some tribulations that we experienced in twenty sixteen that has grown us, that has built us up, that has deposited something into us so that when we enter in this new season, 2017, it's a part of our testimony. It's a part of a platform that we now have with greater authority. Because with understanding comes authority. With understanding comes responsibility. So we don't make the same mistakes in 2017 that were not corrected in 2016. So the Father gives us another year to get it right. To get it right. To make it right. To make it right. So we don't repeat the same mistakes. So that we can take value from the birth of our King. And we can hear him say, well, good. A good and faithful servant. So there should never be any pressure to give a physical gift. Shouldn't be that way. If you have the opportunity to, by all means, do it. But understand the value of the gift. Understand why we give the gift. Not run to Walmart and make them richer. So I'm not going to go and say, I'm not receiving a gift and you didn't give it to me all year long. <laughs> not to say it. Because I know the value of why we do what we do. 
beyond whether someone else knows it or not. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. I love you all. I really love you all, man. Yeah. I really do. Thank you. I really do. Amen. Amen. Good. Yes. Yes. Good. And I just want to speak a blessing over all of you for the new year. I want to speak a blessing over all of you for this new season. That everything that may have not seemed like it worked out, or everything that may seem like it could have been better. I speak a blessing of, of gratitude. I speak a blessing of appreciation. I speak a blessing of falling in love with the process. I speak a blessing of not despising the days of small beginnings. Because I feel as though the Lord is saying to us, what's wrong? Don't stop. Don't get caught up in life. <clears throat> Don't get caught up by what life throws at you. I feel God saying, be consumed by the one who gave you life. Be consumed by the giver of life so that we can give that same life to others. Because we cannot impart that which we not are. That's the process of burnout. So if I'm up here ministering, it's from the spirit. It's not from my flesh. It's not from my intellect. Because that burns you out. Can we all stand, please? Amen.